Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. If you're going to be in a relationship, don't you want to be in a good one? Makes you think a little bit, doesn't it? Now, I can't take credit for that line because my next guest, Allison Orlowski, is back on Fifty Shades of K. She is a relationship and intimacy coach and creator owner of For Love of You Coaching. Now, here's the deal with Allison. She truly cares about couples and relationships and has tips and tricks to make your relationship a good one, a strong one. Bring that spark back. We talked to her last year around Valentine's Day. We're bringing her back on Fifty Shades of K because this woman knows her stuff. And she has come up with a new way, a revolutionary way to make your relationship even better. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Allison, thank you for being back on the podcast. Hi, Elizabeth. I am just so excited to be back. It's so much fun every time. See, working on your relationship can be fun, and they do take a lot of work. And there are definitely things that people maybe don't publicly talk about if they're struggling or if they're basically ships passing in the night with their significant other. And it takes a little bit of time to work on it. But some people get so in a rut, they don't know how to do that and where to start. And I know that you're really passionate about this. But Valentine's Day coming up, people put a lot of pressure on that holiday I mean, you see all the ads, the jewelry, the cards, the fancy dinners, getting a hotel, and they jack up the price and all of this stuff. Now, what if you're someone that all you get is that romance on Valentine's Day, but you want to make sure that that romance and that connection continues throughout the year? What can people do? Yeah, I think the first thing that they can do is just take the pressure off. You know, the media and society have created this very glorified idea of what Valentine's Day is all about. And then people either tend to be like, okay, I have to buy into that, or it's too overwhelming and they get a little bah humbug about it. So what I really like to do to support my clients is just one, take the pressure off, but it doesn't have to be fancy or extravagant because, well, that may matter for some people. For most people, they really just want to feel loved and valued on Valentine's Day. And then there's just a lot of simple, easy ways to do that. And I think, you know, we'll get into that. But that's the first thing is just take a deep breath because it's really about how you're showing up. If you're just going through the motions, like you can certainly have a nice evening, 
But it just, the value and the meaning behind it can still fall flat and you've still spent all that money. Yeah, spent all that money and maybe you're still sitting there looking at each other across the table at that fancy restaurant and you don't even know who the person is you're sitting with. Exactly. And how can people take the pressure off? The first thing, and I swear by this, oh boy, to learn your part. <laughs> I swear this is, it may sound cliche for some people, but it was an absolute game changer. And I have not had a client ever say that they regret knowing this information. Learn your partner's love language. Yes. So the first and easiest way to do that is go take the quiz at the five love It's free. It takes like 10 or 15 minutes. You each can do it so that you know each other's love language. Which we should take a moment to mention if you aren't familiar with the five love languages, they are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. Yes, because if you're trying to show them how much you care about them on Valentine's Day and you're buying them flowers and chocolate and their love language is physical touch, it's not going to land anyway. They're not going to, they still might appreciate it. It's not, most of us aren't going to shy away from any, (laughs) any of them all the time. But if you really want to make an impact and actually connect with your partner to actually give them love in the way that is most valuable for them to receive it. And I took some advice from you because when I saw your email ahead of time, getting back to these love languages mm-hmm. with your significant other, you had talked about, you know, ask them when they feel the most loved. Well, Eric and I were laying in bed and we have taken the five love languages test. And what did come up for him was words of affirmation. Even though deep down, I'm like, I know it's physical touch, but he took the quiz mm-hmm. and mine is definitely acts of service. No ifs, ands, or buts mm-hmm. about it. I could care less if you buy me a diamond ring. But if I come home and the kitchen is clean and you put gas in my car and the bed is uh-huh. made and the bathroom's made, oh, my God, I am overjoyed. <laughs> but I'm touching Eric in bed last night, and I have my hand on his arm, and he said to me, you know, as we fall asleep, he's like, oh, thanks for the touches. So I asked him, I said, is this when you feel the most loved when I touch you? And he's like, yeah, definitely. And it just reaffirmed that that's one of the things that he really wants. I mean, words of affirmation are definitely up there, and that's important as well. And you'll find that when you take the five love languages test. But just asking him that question, he said, yeah, I love that. Okay, so keep doing it. Now, imagine if I didn't know that about him. Yes, I love, love, love what you just shared. And not only the power of it, the examples for you for acts of service and for Eric, you know, the touch in bed before you went to sleep, but that they were simple things. They didn't cost money. If he wiped down the counters, that took him five minutes. You just touch him in bed. It's like super simple. I think we we overcomplicate things in our brain. And while relationships definitely can be challenging and take a lot of, you know, can take effort, we actually make them a lot harder than they need to be. (laughs) Yeah, you bring up a great point. It's free. And it doesn't take a lot of time. And if you think of your relationship kind of like making a deposit in a bank, if you're making these little deposits every day into the bank of your relationship, think of how much you'll have at the end of a month in five years. Think of it like that, too. And if you're not making any deposits, well, that bank account's going to get down to zero. It's not going to grow. Mm-hmm. That's a great analogy. 
It is, because I often ask people, I'm like, when you put it in perspective, and then Valentine's Day is a great example of, do you want one really big shebang evening that, you know, when the evening's over, usually, you know, you might have a little afterglow, but pretty much you wake up the next morning and life is as it was the morning before, or to do 30 little things consistently throughout the month. Mm-hmm. And it might just being intentionally saying thank you to your partner for, we may throw a thanks, thanks, hon, but like, hey, thank you. That really meant a lot to me. And I really appreciated that you did that thing. Yeah. Um, right? Like, thank you. The touches throughout the month rather than just it's Saturday night and you've done the Netflix and now it's time to chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, that, it's, it's, it's also too just important to acknowledge acknowledge them and this is a way to acknowledge mm-hmm. them and how they want to be seen heard and loved mm-hmm. yeah what about couples where one person's all in and wants to take the love language test and the other person does not so if your partner's really not interested and they're like that's just true for when that's not really the thing that they're they're not open to at this moment start noticing when they really like as you touch them how do they respond If you give them, you know, hey, honey, thanks for doing this thing. I really appreciate it. Oh, my gosh, you're so good at this. Those words of affirmation, how do they respond? You give them a gift and they're like, thanks. And they just move on and they don't ooze over it. Okay, like all of that is feedback. Mm -hmm. So that's to start paying attention to doing some of those little things for them and noticing. First ask them, but if they don't respond directly, just start noticing and or think back to how they've responded to some of those things in the past. Because giving should feel really good. And when the person receives that is excited and happy, then you feel really good about that. And when people know the love languages and you work with these couples, where do you take Mm -hmm. it from there? Do you help them find creative ways to use these love languages? What are other ways that people can reignite the relationship? Yeah, I think the first is once you know what it is, just to brainstorm what little ways can you think of to do that? Now, I do a text every single day where I actually send a tip, trick, or suggestion, inspiration to people. So, like, if you sign up for that, it's free, but, like, they almost get fed to you, and then you can pick and choose which ones resonate for you and which ones resonate for your partner. So, I certainly have my own list is my point that I can help get the wheels turning, but each person is going to have the thing that, okay, like, my partner... We both get up at the same time in the morning, so it's easy for me to bring them a cup of coffee. That can be an act of service. You know, for couples that work opposite shifts, it might be always having the bed made when they get home so that they can crawl into a fresh bed if acts of service is that person's love language. So it's just, you know, really thinking about what works in your, your relationship and what is most meaningful, what you're capable of, because, you know, couples are in different spots, and so sometimes emotionally, what are they willing to give? So that's really focusing specifically on the love language part of it. But there's also some really, some mindset shifts that are really powerful to help couples reignite their relationship. This is important stuff, shifting the mindset. That's powerful information because if you're in a rut and maybe you've got built up frustration, anger, resentment, maybe you feel like you're putting everything into the relationship and the other person isn't, you try one of these love languages and it doesn't get received the way you'd like, mindset is 
key in trying to make this step towards a good relationship and improving it? Yes, that is one of the mindset shifts actually that supports the love languages is little things have big impact, right? So that's the first thing is Mm -hmm. I don't have to do these big, huge things because if I'm not in a really awesome, our relationship isn't the best place, me bringing you coffee already might feel like a big step for me. So just to acknowledge that wherever you're at is fine, and it's just about taking the next step. But I think a lot of people, one of the big mindset shifts is that when they're struggling in their relationship, what often happens is that there's a couple of things that play out, but they create a stalemate. They both get frustrated or feel like I'm the one doing all the things, and he or she (laughs) isn't reciprocating. And ultimately, it creates a stalemate. And ultimately, one of you has to break that, right? On both sides, people are not feeling loved, valued, and appreciated. That's most often what creates that contention, that resentment, that frustration. Yeah. And it happens over time. It's not just one day. And it can also just come from disconnection, not making your relationship a priority, always thinking, well, They're an adult. They can take care of themselves. Right now, I need to worry about my boss. I need to worry about my kids. I need to worry about the laundry, Mm -hmm. and I'll get to that later. So getting back to those mindset shifts, do the easy things first, because then the other things will come more easily. So what that means is that a lot of people think they have to fix all the really big problems first. And actually, when you start to do those easy things first, like bring them a cup of coffee, that starts to get the momentum of, I, I care about you and I'm thinking about you and you matter to me. And then as you continue to do those little things every day, that person's starting to feel more valued, seen, acknowledged, and they will often be much more open and willing to giving to that to you in return. That's a way to then still get your needs met without nagging, strong-arming, guilting, because that's what a lot of couples end up doing. Mm-hmm. He or she won't listen to yeah. me. They're not listening, so I'm going to start nagging. <laughs> yeah. And then that person digs it. You know, the other person digs their heels in even more. And then you start to write, fight. Yes. Do the easy things first, and the other things will come more easily. It doesn't mean that there's still not challenges. It doesn't mean that there aren't things that need to be addressed. But start from that place of love and generosity because you choose to. And ultimately, it will come back to you. And I've seen that happen over and over again. And the biggest mindset shift is to, like, actually get past that, like, I'm doing nice things and I don't have evidence right away that it's going to work. And just having to have faith that over the next few days or the next few weeks, that stuff will start to shift in your relationship. Every relationship mm-hmm. needs a hero. And if whoever is listening yeah. to this, it might be you. You might be the one that has to step up. And maybe it's hard at the start. You mentioned that just a few minutes ago. It might take a couple weeks. It might take some time. Mm -hmm. Some people call it taking the high road, being the bigger person, if you don't want to call it the hero. But somebody needs to do that if this relationship is going to move forward and you don't get stuck in a rut. Absolutely. And to piggyback on all of that is that you are creating a great relationship. You are doing these things. Well, the actions might be for your partner. You're create, why are you creating a great relationship? Because that's something you want. Yeah, preach. Yes, Allison. Right. You, you get something out of it too. Right. This is you to have joy and fulfillment and 
you know, feel like you're in a meaningful relationship. If you're going to be in one, be in a great one, because we don't need to be in one. So why suffer through it? (laughs) Yeah. And when you think about, even if you may be the one that grabs the person's hand and holds the hand, aren't you also then having someone hold your hand? Uh Uh-huh. That's the shift of the mindset you were talking about. Bingo. Bingo. Allison, when you're working with couples, what does that look like for someone? Are you meeting one-on-one? Are you meeting a couple times a week? So I do actually not coach couples. I coach individuals. Now, does that mean I will coach you and I will coach your partner? I will, but they will be separate conversations. And I do that specifically because I want to empower you to create the connection with your partner. I want to create, you know, empower you to have those conversations so that you ultimately don't need me every time you hit a road bump. Why do you feel that one-on-one coaching is more powerful? It is important from my perspective and my experience as someone that's gone through two divorces. I've gone through my own marriage therapy. And while I am absolutely an advocate of therapy, my experience in counseling was that there just a lot of shame showed up. There was a lot of pointing fingers like, well, I didn't know that. Now you're telling the therapist, but I didn't, you know, you didn't even tell me that previously mm-hmm. that some of those things that seem to have been resolved or even bubbled up during therapy then carried over. And it actually wasn't as supportive when someone feels my therapist would tell us to do things. Well, of course, then when the other person hears it, you kind of dig your heels in and you're like, I don't want to do that. But the other person now has an expectation that you're going to do that thing versus actually having free choice and choosing, is this the the next step that I want to take? Am I actually willing to do this? And when you're being coached individually, we get to work through what feels authentic and valuable to you. And without any of the, the shame, without any of the frustration, without any of the pointing fingers, So that I have found to be a much more powerful experience rather than both sitting in the room at the same time. And maybe perhaps more productive. I I know last time we chatted in February last year, you had talked about how therapy heals the past. Coaching creates the future. And there's a time and place for both. There's definitely a benefit to therapy. And you're not saying that there's not. But that's where what you bring to the table is a little different than what a therapy appointment would be. Yes, exactly. Thank you for bringing that up, Elizabeth, because there is therapy again. When there's significant challenges, issues, just think of the types of things that you would go to the doctor for. You're not going to go for a paper cut, but you're certainly going to go for cancer, right? Yeah. (laughs) So there's certain things, but often I've heard the phrase, you know, a death of a thousand cuts, that we can often hold on to a lot of these little things. Here's a pile of (laughs) Band-Aids. Look at all the stuff that went wrong. But actually, that doesn't serve us. And so what we actually need to do is move forward. What I think a lot of people, this is their mindset, is that when we first started dating, we had all these amazing feelings, right? It was joyful and fun, and we laughed, and, you know, we were attracted to each other. And now, years later, you just focus on all the things that are, are not working so well. And so there's this tendency to think, well, we have to fix all the stuff that went wrong to get back to those feeling good feelings. 
And I challenge that and say, you are not the same person. Your partner's not the same person. Your life circumstances are not the same. So if you're going to try and go back and put different pieces back into the same puzzle, it's going to be really freaking hard. Yeah, life is very different now. And you talked earlier about shifting the mindset. Enough of trying to fix the past. Let's make the future better. Right. And all it is is like, what do I want it to look like? That's really the only question. You still get to have the feeling, the feeling. I'm writing that down. Ask yourself, what do I want it to look like? And then working with you, you can put a plan together to get there. Yes. That is really, really, really good stuff. And people, as you know, are busy. But I know that you Uh have come up with something that is revolutionary. What is it, Allison? Yes, I would love to. So I am launching a community membership called Relationship Revolution. This is the best way, I think, of Relationship Revolution. It is like the gym for your relationship. Oh. (laughs) Right? So people that know that their bodies are priority for them go to the gym all the time. And then there's also that group of people that have like, I know it's a priority. I've kind of let it slip. Now it's time to go back. And so you go to the gym and there's machines that you get to do all by yourself. You can do classes with groups of people. You can hire a trainer to get additional one-on-one support. So that's really what Relationship Revolution is like. Come to this community, come to this relationship gym, and you can just show up and do your thing and take the content if that's what's helpful and meaningful for you. And you can spend five minutes a day. I put a single tip trick, inspiration, perspective, that's there every morning. You can come and join in discussions and masterminds of getting yourself involved in community is more your style. There's some master classes and interactive events that are there. And so it's really like what you want to make of it. But ultimately, just even knowing that you have that gym membership and you're like, okay, I'm going to show up. Some days it might be for 15 minutes and some days it might be for an hour, but that you're keeping taking care of your body on your priority list. And that's what Relationship Revolution is about. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. It's something that you that you want to do. You look forward to it. You're supported by this community. And it works and fits in your schedule. Yes. Genius. Yeah. Most of the content, if you can't make it live, it's on, you know, it'll be on a replay there. And it's just $29 a month. Not bad. So. Well, can you really put no. a price on saving your relationship? Right. I've been through two divorces, so yeah. I can attest to you. <laughs> I've been through, I, was, yeah. I went through one years ago, too. That is pricier. <laughs> right. And when you think about how much we spent on a wedding and then you, what you spent on a divorce, and, oh you know, what would you be willing to actually nurture that and take care of that and do it in bite-sized chunks, right? Like, this isn't the whole, another intention of relationship revolution is not about adding just another to-do thing on your to-do list. It's really, again, to get support, to get inspiration when you're challenged and you're like, I'm stuck in this moment right now and I don't know how to handle it. But inevitably, somebody else has been there, or at least in a similar situation, and they can offer their wisdom, their perspective. I clearly am there through all of this Mm -hmm. as somebody that's been through two marriages, two divorces, create a great relationship and been trained in coaching. I will always be available and accessible. So that's how much I believe I could be charging three or $400 an hour for one-on-one coaching. And I just, if you're going to be in a relationship, be in a great one because it impacts so many aspects of your life. It does. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't live in a silo. And when it's good, it can be so good. (laughs) 
is really amazing. And it really, like I said earlier, it doesn't take as much as we think. It's more about consistency than, you know, big, huge things like Valentine's Day once a year. Relationship revolution. Join the community. Go to member.relationship-revolution.com. Or you can also go to forloveofyou.com. And of course, we'll always have this up at 991themix.com. And think about it. What do you want your relationship to look like? Put in the work now, and hopefully you'll see your hard work pay off in a couple days, maybe instantly. But imagine where you'll be next year at Valentine's Day. Allison, I love how you are so candid and authentic when you talk about what you've been through, how you've learned and grown from that, and now how you're using those experiences to help other people. Thanks for chatting with me again today. Thank you. This was amazing. This is the conversation that lights me up and just brings me so much joy. So thank you for having me. Well, it's great that you're using your gifts to help other people. And I'm sure we will talk to you again because there's a lot to talk (laughs) about in relationships. Thanks for being on 50 Shades of K. Thank you, Elizabeth. This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 